0: Hey everyone welcome to the super review shows mixed bag live from the jay cave coming to you in the afternoon this time uh right here on the channel my name is jay manoff's work and i'm joined by my good man bill murphy what's going on
1: folks it's super it's the mixed bag afternoon edition afternoon
0: edition indeed
1: and i'm live from
0: my bedroom yippee Um, Change scenery today folks changes we shall indeed so basically, the lowdown is that we're talking about albums that turned 30 today. And um, this this point won't be a long broadcast it has maybe been an hour long. We're not sure yet. But we'll just see how it goes. The first one that I personally would like to talk about. Uh, I think the most important one of the most important ones we should talk about is Nirvana's Nevermind. I mean, to start right off the bat, I am not a big I, mean, I like Nirvana. I enjoy their music. I'm just not the biggest fan of them per se because go ahead bill
1: if anyone knows my taste in music and i've said this on the podcast like six thousand three hundred and eighty-seven times yep i think nirvana's
0: kind of overrated yeah i mean you 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 could make that argument too at the time though it did explode everywhere which is crazy
1: like no like this is the this is the album that really did put nirvana on the map yeah it really did because this has uh whatchamacallit smells like teen spirit on it yep and that
0: that was a i mean it's still played to this day it's absolutely insane what do you think of smells like teen spirit uh, if you want my honest opinion, I like it. I mean, when, when I first got into Nirvana, like I want to say, back in high school, that for me that was like four or five years ago. But um, if I'm being honest, I liked what I heard. I thought Nevermind was a great album. We're all. What's that, Bill?
1: You can be honest. We're all friends here.
0: Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um. I mean, I liked it. I, I did, did I think it was, because there was always this perception in my mind of like a Nirvana being like this, oh my God, there's this immense, crazy, like super crazy sound coming out of like these guitars, these three guys, you know, and I'm like, all right, well, I have heard a Green Day, but <laughs> like, um, honestly, though, I have to tell you, Nirvana, I, I liked it when I heard it, I mean, I would, did I, did I get to a point where I was in my car headbanging, kind of, but at the same time, I grew out of it kind of quickly, which is kind of surprising. When, when we get to another band and, and a debut album that I think is great, when we get to, get to that in a little bit, um, we'll talk about that later. Um, but I think that Nirvana's Nevermind, honestly, it's it, it's it still holds up as a fantastic record. It's, it's widely regarded as one of the best albums of all time um, because it, it did do something that was completely out of the ordinary, like you got to think, 1990, like a year later when this was released, this launched a movement of music called grunge.
1: And yes, grunge, and grunge was
0: 92, 93, 94, like, and then pop punk took over with Green Day, like. The, but alternative rock was like this was one of the starting points of alternative rock, one of the starting points. This album. Changed a lot, like uh, when it when it took over, it rewrote the rules and it it wiped a lot of the '80s hair metal right off the bat, like right off the face of the earth. Like so many bands that were so popular, like so popular, like whether it be extreme, whether it be um, racked Warrant, these bands that nowadays cannot perform to live audience, the large audiences were wiped out because of Nirvana. like Def Leppard, Motley Crue, these bands are huge hits.
1: Yeah, because here's yeah. the thing. I'm, I actually have a uh, a friend of mine. You have friends? I, yes, JT, I have friends outside of you. You've met some of them. Got you back, buddy. You've okay. met some of them, buddy, remember? <laughs> um, oh yeah, I, I remember, yeah. So as Justin Ferrara and my very dear friend, Mr. Matt Hemsley, who <laughs> might not be watching right now. He's probably very busy, but anyway. That's all right. Matt, if you're watching, shout out for you, buddy. You do, Justin. But anyway, um, a friend yeah. of mine said that um, he used to be a really big metalhead. Yeah. And I've talked about this friend before when we talked about toxic fandom. He hated Nirvana because he said, grunge killed everything that
0: I love because grunge basically killed hair metal. It really did. I mean, like the last most successful, the most successful, um, last great album of hair metal in my opinion was Def Leppard's Adrenalize in 1992 that was the last like big thing that came out of hair metal was that late in the game after yeah. that kiss yeah. deaf leopard they all started doing like grunge type albums and this was the reason why they did that but the thing is
1: is what you got to know is don't screw around with the formula just do what works and i think maybe because when nirvana started getting big deaf leopard and all those bands tried to be like the next tried to be like nirvana or pearl jam
0: yeah they they, they all got flannel shirts and they started, started sound like temple of the dog and chris cornell you know rest in peace chris cornell we miss you but
1: anyway um but yeah but then this i think opened the door for stuff like pearl jam and like you said green day I think this, re- and I think this opened the door for, and Chester Bennington, we miss you, oh, yeah, Linkin Park.
0: Linkin Park, another one.
1: I think this really. I think if there was no Nirvana, I don't think there would
0: be any Lincoln Park. I mean, Nirvana is technically one of the most influential bands of all time. And like, listen, like
1: I said, I am not a big fan of Nirvana.
0: Me, me neither, but
1: because like, there's only a few songs by them that I actually like. But it's just that. It's just that, um, listen, like I said, smells like teen spirit. I'm going to admit it's kind of overplayed. Absolutely. It's like the only one that's played it anymore. Like I like, um, what's that song? I like come as you are. Come as you are is pretty good. Um, I like, um, I think I like heart shape, heart shape box. Oh, wow. Yeah. They- oh, dude, dude, dude. Tur- go to an That's
0: the album cover. It's okay.
1: okay. Um,
0: all right guys, but anyway, um,
1: but anyway, um, yeah, no, but as you, as many of you know, though, um, Kurt Cobain did not like smells like teen spirit. No, oh, Of course not. No, he, he, he hated his success. And yeah but you know what regardless of how you feel about nirvana you cannot doubt the fact that they had a huge influence in music and you cannot doubt that nevermind is one of the most
0: influential albums in rock history absolutely i, I would go so far to say it was They would be like the second big bang what do you and mean the second big bang the beatles were the first one nirvana was probably the second one in my opinion I don't know if i would go that far but uh, that's me personally i think of it like that i think of like whenever i think of nirvana i'm like you know what It's like wait, wait, it just it just swept everyone and like it like it took it took pour some sugar on me into like into like oh that's a joke and it changed this system it rewrote the rules and all, all because one song and one riff and one you know, all that stuff so that's my opinion but
1: yeah but nirvana's never mind happy 30th Yippee.
0: (laughs) Someone's so happy to say that. Happy 30th. Never mind. That's so funny.
1: Um, And Dave Grohl has moved on to bigger and better things.
0: Oh, Dave Grohl, I want to touch on that really quick. Yes, the Foo Fighters came out of Nirvana's ashes, if you will. I will say this, though. Um, I will say this, too dave Gill has gone i saw the food fighters reopen madison square garden back in june and it was an amazing show I yeah you didn't invite me thanks i would have <laughs> if the tickets, if the resale tickets weren't so expensive bill I, the tickets blew through like so fast anyways well it was the um, first
1: concert at madison
0: square garden in over a year so what do you expect of course no no i mean like, the regular tickets were like 100 bucks but i spent too much that's that's besides the point uh anyways so foo fighters came out of nirvana dave Grohl actually said something at the show like because their, their drummer taylor hawkins is like oh you yeah, know well um well uh foo fighters are going to be like I, I never experienced nirvana and then the crowd's like oh my god they start flipping out and then because dave was on drums for one of the songs and he's, and he's like guys it's not that big of a deal anymore for me to be on drums it really is not so he's moved on from nirvana yeah yes it's a part of his life but he's moved on he's much more of a Foo fighter guy anyways so
1: because I think the thing is when he was in Nirvana, he was kind of, he was a drummer. He was kind of more in the
0: background. Yeah. Cause Kurt Cobain had a lot of like the front man type of duties, if you will. He was the front of it. He was the front of the band. So. And, and now the thing is, is, and I've
1: also heard that Dave Grohl is like a really nice guy too. My aunt knows him personally. And as she said, he's a really nice guy.
0: She said he's one of the nicest guys in rock history.
1: Yeah, and Kurt Cobain listen I know we shouldn't speak ill of the dead but Kurt Cobain was kind of an ass yeah he was
0: and I mean I guess and uh, you can read stuff online between like him and Axel Rose had feuds
1: okay. yeah especially you heard you heard the story at the VMAs oh yeah yeah for those of you who don't know um actually no I think Nirvana was actually asked to tour with Guns N' Roses and Kurt Cobain said no and at the VMAs, um, um, Axel Rose, I'm guessing Courtney Love mouthed off to Axel Rose, and Axel Rose basically told Kurt Cobain, hey, keep your wife in line. And then they got into
0: a fistfight. Yeah. I think mean, because also Cobain couldn't handle fame as well as a lot of other people. Like, like, like could I handle that? No. But could Kurt Cobain handle it? No, Kurt Cobain shot himself in the chest because, and I'm not not trying to speak of the dead, but he shot himself because he just can handle it. It's a lot to go through, like being a front man of a band or being of the pop star. It's a lot because the whole world knows who you are.
1: Yeah. Or we just, and I'm sorry if I'm going on a tangent, this is more for my other podcast, but, um, or what, like what we just saw recently in the Olympics with Simone Biles
0: of course yeah totally dude.
1: like people a lot of people can't handle the fame and listen i'm not bashing simone biles i've been very supportive of her but you know some people
0: oh, and a
1: lot of people in those situations in kirk Cobain's or simone biles or anyone will say oh suck it up you signed up for this so you yeah. should know how to handle it like yeah. these yeah. are coming from people
0: that doesn't help them who
1: never been in that situation right like if i got that big i don't know how i would handle it
0: no, i, I don't be. know how i would handle it I, I i could definitely not handle it i mean i I've, I've had like wildest dreams thoughts of like oh being in a band would be great the whole world knows who you are and then they can track down where you live i mean look at elvis presley for Christ's sake. They, they tracked him down yeah yeah so yeah those are our thoughts on never mind yeah regardless though and how much i do recommend you check out i recommend if you have never heard of Nirvana, and you're younger than us, or whatever. I do recommend you check out Nirvana and Nevermind, and another. I don't, I don't want to say we're, we'll transition to this album in a second, but we'll mention in a second. But one thing I want to point out is that Nirvana was a behemoth moment in like music history, but they only lasted for three albums. This Nirvana, by the way, just fun fact. Nevermind was their second album actually they had an album before that and then they released nevermind and then they released in utero and then Cobain shot himself so I'm not, I'm not trying to speak out the dead i'm just trying to be as real as we can but um i want to talk about another band that i want to go see uh personally everyone i want to go see and there's a bunch on this list that i, I really want to see some of which i'm seeing like in the next couple of days or like soon but um i want to talk to you guys about pearl Jam's Ten. Which is another album that came out in 1991. Pearl Jams 10 is an album that it was like the follow up, like, because Nirvana's Nevermind launched grunge. Pearl Jams 10 kind of like took grunge into like the next wave of mainstream, if you will. I, I kid you not. Like, and plus, Eddie Vedder will go on record and say, look, you know, like literally, we were, we were, we were from one minute we were nobodies, the very next day we were somebody it's insane uh,
1: yeah because I'll say this and I hate to go back on Nirvana here I think after Kurt Cobain killed himself and Nirvana was done I think Pearl Jam I don't know if this makes sense Pearl Jam kind of picked up where Nirvana left off
0: I, I could see that I'm I, I I agree with you and I slightly disagree at the same time because like Nirvana nevermind came out then then this came out later on in uh August no, 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 you're absolutely no, you're right. Hold on. Cuz th- this came out first actually. I take that back. Hold on. Cuz the release date this was August 27th, 1991. Nirvana's Nevermind, Nevermind uh came out on hold on one second. Nirvana's Nevermind came out in September. So look, Pearl Jam's 10 was released on August 27th, which is coming up this month. And Nevermind came out on September 24th. That's insane, because like this one came, it was, I didn't realize that until now. So what basically, what Bill and I are trying to explain is, never uh, ten came out first, um, in August of ninety one, and then the next month, Nevermind took off, and ten was like kind of like almost like by fate cemented with them and was launched up the charts as well with songs like Jeremy, Even Flow, Alive, the earlier bigger hits from the earlier early nineties. Uh, uh, why
1: go?
0: Yeah, I, I, and I've heard just, and I, I, I cannot testify for this. I am no, I have not seen Pearl Jam live. I have not seen them live, but please hear me out internet and world. I would love to see Pearl Jam because I've heard their live performances. Astonishing, like amazing performance live from what I understand. My aunt, again, who I, who I named dropped before. But she has she knows Dave Grohl kind of personally. She's also met Sting from The Police. She's met Brian May and Roger Taylor Queen a couple of times. Uh, she works in the music industry, but she has told me that. That Pearl Jam put on an amazing show, like so much so that Rolling Stone magazine uh, had the top ten live, greatest live acts, performances of all time, whether the bands be still together or not, if I'm not mistaken, it was Bruce Springsteen and the Street Bandit number one. Which to me there's no surprise, but that that's me personally. Bruce Springsteen. A little biased. Slightly biased, but not entirely. Uh Springsteen, the Stones, the Rolling Stones, the Who. Um, I believe it was Pink Floyd. Uh then it was, I think it was number five was I gotta look it up. Hold on. Uh, ten. I'm doing I don't care if we're doing this live or not. Live acts of all time. Rolling Stone magazine released this and they, they, they it was back in 2011 when they when they released this list. But I want to just get you guys it's like just crap, for the sake 10
1: of it. Like, that was 10 years
0: ago. This was literally 10 years ago, but I, to be honest, it still holds up. So like Springsteen came out at number one. I know we're going on a quick side tangent, but here we are. So the uh, Springsteen was number one. Jeremy, in Jeremy. The Rolling Stones was number 2, The Who was number 3, Pink Floyd was number 4, Led Zeppelin was number 5, that's what it was. Um what do you call it? Queen, uh, U2 was number 6, which actually doesn't surprise me either. Uh Queen was number 7. Pearl Jam was number 8. Grateful Dead was 9 and Kiss was 10. And you've that- seen most of these. I've seen Bruce Springsteen and the E Street Band. I've seen the Rolling Stones. I've seen the Who. I've seen um, U2. I have seen, I have not seen Pearl Jam. Um, I've seen the Who. Where we going, dude? Hey, whenever you're ready, man. So like, regardless though, my point is Pearl Jam are here for a reason. They wrote phenomenal songs after 10. They wrote albums such versus *Vitality*. *Vitality* has better man on it. And it was 94. Like they were still going strong. Can't wrote, find a better man. Yeah. Like, come on, like Pearl Jam were here for a reason. They wrote great songs. And then even John Bon Jovi will exist. Like, if you, if you want to like find out like more about like from a hair metal perspective or like lump into that like category type thing, John Bon Jovi did an interview on YouTube. Like just, just search up raised on radio, John Bon Jovi grunge and around the 18 minute mark in the video you could find him talking about how grunge as it rightfully should have to quote him destroyed hair metal which i i i i kind of agree with pearl jam though going back to Pearl jam pearl jam i'm curious to see them live i've heard they're amazing i've heard astonishing things and i know that bill want bill and i want to see them together (laughs) maybe not we'll see
1: no i'd see them like i'm not a huge huge pearl jam fan like i've just never heard a lot of them yeah like i you know, like even flow i like yeah. better man i like Jeremy.
0: yeah that's all off ten alive is another one black is another one
1: and it's funny like and i I hate i'm sorry we keep going back to nirvana here but it's like um if you asked me a few years ago if i liked um nirvana or pearl jam better i would have probably said nirvana because of that one song which is of course now it's like teen spirit but now i'm like thinking you know what come to think of it i think
0: i like more pearl jam songs than i do nirvana songs partly because they've been around a lot longer too they've been around like 30 years
1: Can't find a better man yeah
0: better like, man. but i would like
1: because eddie Vedder is absolutely amazing
0: i've heard he's a very nice guy too actually there's a video of him with bruce springsteen and tom morello three crazy crossover people bruce springsteen's on tour in australia and uh, he brought out Eddie Vedder to sing Highway to Hell, but Tom Morello's on guitar It's insane. It's <laughs> like crazy.
1: And also, you know who also um, Eddie Vedder's very good friends with? Roger Waters from Pink Floyd. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay, They're really, they're like really good friends.
0: Yeah, Eddie Vedder made his way around. Once he became famous, like I get to know Neil Young, I get to know the Ramone, you know, whoever, like, you know, um, Springsteen and Bono. You know, it's weird. You can kind of cluster together a couple of different groups into one, like, if, in my mind, like, springsteen and pearl jam are closer than you would think and along with the foo fighters and along with you too like like those types of bands kind of like fall together in my opinion i don't know why oh we got to talk about another i just have another album that we have to talk about too all right what is it so pearl jams 10 another big one um nirvana's never mind we can we can get out of that um we'll get to metallic. yeah never mind that we'll get that a little bit we'll we'll get we'll get to metallic in a minute but i want to talk about rems out of time this has a the now you think smells like teen spirit jeremy uh under the bridge by the chili peppers guns and roses usually losing one and two with, with november Rain. what was the number one song at the grammys that year losing my religion by rem unfortunately they no longer tour they, they disbanded literally 10 years ago but man i would have love to see them but think about this out of time was released in this year as well it's insane Bill, I need to talk on RMS at a time, losing my religions on it, shiny happy people. Yeah, well, losing my religion.
1: Um, I actually really do like that. Um, I really do like that song. It's like bleak, but not too bleak. You know what I mean? Yeah, I gotcha. That's me in the corner.
0: That's me. Spot. like. By- losing my religion it's actually i, I love that album. I'm not a, not a, i like yeah I'm, I'm not the biggest fan of it i think their best album is their next album uh automatic for the people but that's me um it's one of the best losing yeah. my religion album.
1: and Great. also the song shiny happy people they hate they freaking hate that song
0: that's not true you
1: know
0: Wait, that, wh- what yeah all right i was listening to um and so, uh, cause Spotify, when, uh, again, if you don't have Spotify, what is wrong with you? Like Spotify, they give you like little back history of the songs underneath this, when it's playing and stuff, and you the, the, the song facts apparently. And I, and I didn't realize this too until uh, the other day REM, they do not hate shiny, happy people at all. They really, really? hate it. They actually like it a lot. They just don't, they've never played it. They played it once for on SNL and that was it. They, they literally played the song once,
1: but I heard that they didn't want it on their greatest hits album.
0: I, I that I did not hear, but I, all I know is that they, they wanted it to shiny happy people is one of like, one of the songs you hear. It's very catchy. It's a kind of a stupid, not stupid. It's a goopy song, but it's great though. I do recommend it. If you've ever heard it, would, uh...
1: happy people.
0: Yeah. So, um, also I just want to say this too, losing my religion. Did you know that Michael Stipe lead singer of REM, he sung that in one take. He sung losing, losing my religion in one take and that's on the record.
1: And you didn't meet Michael Stipe, but you saw him at, uh, the garden.
0: Yeah. So, I, I, Bill is bringing up a story that I will tell briefly. Um, so I saw when I saw Elton John in 2019, well before the pandemic. Uh, back saw, when Corona was just a beer. Back when Corona was not even in existence. when it was just I, a beer. <laughs> I saw Elton John, and my aunt, as I, as I said, works for Elton John. She was a big, uh, she's been in the music industry, uh, does promotions and tours and stuff like that. Anyways, so she works for Elton John. She got his tickets. She met us in New York City. She met us at the garden. And all of a sudden, these uh, first thing I noticed these crazy, weird looking guys are walking around. And I didn't know it was Elton John's band. Elton John's band was walking around, but, uh, around me. It was crazy. I'm like, oh my God, this is insane. Second thing happens. Who walks in the VIP lounge Michael Stipe, the lead singer of REM. And he was like directly behind me. He was, t- he was talking to whoever it was behind me. And my dad said, do not talk to him. I don't know him. I said, and I'm like, okay. Like my face was all like shy and lit up. I was like, holy crap. I'm like in the rock star central right now. This is awesome. My, dad, my dad's like, I loved REM in high school. It's funny um but yeah like honestly he and he was he's a very very shy guy i understand he's very quiet his voice is kind of quiet when I yeah, like was, um i think it may be,
1: i think it may have been michael stipe i'll look this up later um i'm not getting too political here i'm just telling you what happened um back when i was in college um bernie sanders was campaigning this was in 2016 over at a local college by where we were um and i had friends who went i unfortunately couldn't go but michael stipe actually campaigned for bernie he was actually at that rally oh, i didn't know that he was actually at that rally and like mm-hmm. a lot of the people who i went to goes oh i wish he would have sang something
0: he hates singing. Now you know that, right? Oh, he does. Like he 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 doesn't even sing in the shower. You what? He doesn't sing in the shower at all. Like he 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 released a couple of singles recently, but like for a solo artist, but he does not like the. He's not that into music as he was before.
1: Because uh, one because you know one of my friends were telling me that when they went to go see him, when they went to go see him, goes he just went up and talked. To- i i think he was the one who introduced bernie i could be wrong Mm -hmm. but um he was like he was like just saying you know you folks should really get out and vote my goddaughter this is her first time voting this year and she's here tonight and you know you should all go vote for bernie and she my friend was like i wish he would have go out the guitar and play losing my religion or something. I I would have went freaking insane.
0: It would have been cool. But at the same time, he's not going to. Hmm. I he, don't just, know.
1: he just spoke. He just gave a little speech and like, ladies and gentlemen, the next president of the United States, Bernie Sanders. And yeah, he goes, I just wish he would have played something.
0: No, he wouldn't. <laughs> unfortunately he lives in new york city too as far as i know but uh he just dropped by to say hi and see the show uh but rm rm's out of time great album i wonder if michael stipe and elton john are friends because if he
1: was there and he's got like the backstage treatment they must be good friends or something
0: michael stipe has gone on to say that benny and the jets is one of his favorite songs of all time so, so
1: it's like yeah G, G. hi to me michael stipe i don't know how his voice sounds like but <laughs> yeah Benny and the Jets is like my favorite song of all time
0: he actually sounds like that I'm not kidding and he's quiet so that was spot on it was, it was very close very close
1: thank you JT I really appreciate it now I gotta tell you I really don't hate shiny Happy People it's actually not a bad song
0: you crack me up um so but yeah I out of time and now I'm gonna I'm I do and recommend you person to and the one
1: I love is not really a love song. It's actually a breakup song, and so many people think it's a love song. They gotta get it to the point. It's a freaking breakup song. <laughs> okay, okay, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. Uh huh. I, yeah. I promise, I'm done. I'm
0: done. All right. Where am I? <laughs> no, I am. I am. All right. All right. That's enough. <laughs> you're you you're too funny today. All right, REM's at a time. I recommend you listen to it. It's a great album. Go figure. Losing My Religion is fantastic. I recommend it a lot bill let's talk about another let's talk about another album that came out in november of 91 and sparked the the infamous zoo tv tour of of um the 90s and it brought you 2 to the front of alternative rock it changed it literally they called this album the juxtaposition to the joshua tree meaning that they cut down the joshua tree and rebuilt it as Octung baby for those you who cannot say that, it's German for attention, baby. Oh, I, I did not know that. I learned something today. This has been random facts with JT. Random <laughs> shit, ran, Learning stuff is fun. Learning stuff is definitely fun. I I know I've gone off a lot, Bill, and I'll let you talk in a minute. But like I gotta say, this album, I love it almost more than the I love the Josh tree to death. I love that album and I love this band. I love this these guys so much. This album slightly better uh than Joshua tree in my opinion it's just it's got dance it's got like it, it reinvented what you two could sound like in a very good way in a very positive way they almost broke up in the sessions of this album because of one but when one can when they started making one on the guitar they started composing it they all started getting off on it together and they the band was fine before that they were plagued with differences bill have you heard this album
1: i've heard of it like the only song i really know off this album is one which is actually one of my favorite you no pun intended one of my favorite U2 songs
0: one of your one of your favorite u2 songs
1: <laughs> this is number jokes but um number joke. any, anyway um no this is probably in my top three of you two albums or songs songs one one is yeah. i wouldn't say it's number
0: one <laughs> one is one okay okay you know i gotta shut up now so no, you're um, fine you're fine um, i was like uh, the, to me like, this is a great album the track listing is amazing on it like everything from zoo station to even better than the real thing to one one is not a love song it's not a wedding song it's a breakup song it's about indifferences it's very very dark in some capacities like the lyric right? you like you ask me to enter but then you hold uh, uh, you ask me to enter but then you make me crawl and i can't be holding on to what you got and all when all you got is hurt that's not a love song no, because I also,
1: there's a lot of the music videos for it. Like there was one, I haven't seen it, but I read it. There was one music video of that song where, um, a son is telling his father that he's just been, that he just tested HIV positive.
0: That's correct. Like The photographer who shot the single footage on. like the, the, the single for one. Um,
1: have you ever heard the version of them with uh, Mary J Blige?
0: actually have not i have to get on that
1: i kind of uh, like the version without me. no disrespect to mary j Blige, one of the best singers of all time of course but i kind of like the version without mary j Blige better and that's no disrespect uh, to her but
0: yeah this is what you were talking about right because this is this this photo is about a buffalo being killed and the guy who took this photo was hiv positive at the time oh that's interesting that doesn't when this has been random facts with jt <laughs> God, you're showing the random facts today i am i'm a big u2 guy that's why uh Octung baby yeah so like so it's not a
1: so it's not a love song it's a breakup song
0: it's it's a it, it's a it, it absolutely is like people don't understand that you want and I, I can write a whole thing about this but like one is not a love song. One is a, a U2 song about breaking up. Like, it, it, uh, I'm trying to think of the words. Like, um, one love. Um, we, we, we get to carry each other. Um, uh, the the line I just said, like, you ask me to enter, but then you make me crawl, and I can't be holding on to what you've got when all you've got is hurt. You really think that's a wedding song? Like, come on,
1: guys. And that's like really like what I was just talking about. I talked, I joked about it in my Michael Snape impression. But, but you know, that's like with REM, how people think that song, the one I love, you know, the song, about "This One Goes Out to the One I Love." Yeah, everyone thought that was a love song. And uh, in the '90s, a lot of people calling the radio stations, "Go, this is for my, for my girlfriend, my boyfriend, my wife, my husband." And they actually thought it was a love song until michael stipe said no it's kind of a it's it's a breakup song yeah it, it's it's not that great i'm a, it's like it's so that, funny all yeah. these all these songs like um like um i i'm not gonna go on too big of a tangent and i'll send this to you jt but there was this article of the top 10 worst wedding songs and they there was like one song about um I think the song every breath was on that song. Oh my god, that's it's a stalker song. That's a stalker song. And um the song someone like you by Adele was on that Again, that's, that's a breakup song. People are
0: idiots People are going to interpret this the right way.
1: <laughs> but you know, but getting back to the one I love for a second, Michael goes, well, people think it's a love song. I guess we could think think it's a love song. But yeah, but that's like just so funny how songs are you know what one day we got to do a show songs with misunderstood with misinterpreted meetings we'll, we'll do that next time for sure we got to do a show like that one day but anyway um
0: yeah so
1: um but anyway um yeah but um one is really the only song i know off this album sorry um is there mysterious ways come on dude how does that go uh it's all right it's, it's all right, right.
0: Uh, oh that one yeah it's a big hit off this album Who, who's gonna ride your wild horses it's great that's a great song who's gonna ride your wild horses is a great song on this album oh my god it's so fun um this is a great album also this, the last song of the album is, is, is the darkest one what is it uh, love is blindness it's very brief it's like two minutes but it's so like dark it's what's crazy. it about it's like literally what it says, love is blindness. Like it's like, it's a very, like two minute version of saying how love can blind you. Like, I kid you not. Um, there's one oh, line isn't that a real, doesn't that something that just cheers you up? Yeah, right. This is a great album though. I gotta tell you the truth though. There's a crazy thing about this, right? This album, there's a song on this out and then we'll go to, then we'll go to, um, Metallica next. But, um, this album has a song on it called trying to throw your arms around the world. And there's a line in this song that makes me always just think to myself i love you two so much for this they are such geniuses and whoever does not appreciate them you should try to appreciate them before they're dead um
1: or those people who don't appreciate you too those people we just pray for
0: we pray for <laughs> we pray for them <laughs> the line goes like this and a woman needs a man like a fish needs a bicycle it sounds stupid but if you really break that one line down, women don't need men. It's very true. It's a very activated, activated line. It's a very activist line. So I'm like, I don't want to go too in depth with that and get too political. But like that's that's my thing. So, but that yeah. Is,
1: that is. This has been things with
0: J. This has been random facts with JT. God, uh, I, I gotta, it. I gotta start pulling up random facts. Random facts with Bill's coming up soon. Um, yeah, I want to let you guys know that Oc, YouTube's Octung Baby. Check it out. Uh, let's go over to we got, we got th- four more albums to talk about today um, that that are pivotal for the year Twenty One. We got four more to talk about. Um, and uh, I'll I'll get into it for a second, and it turns. 30 this month i cannot believe i'm saying this but metallica's black album has is basically almost turning 30. i cannot believe this i enter sandman uh nothing else matters wherever i roam these are some great great songs and it debuted at number one it was their first number one album um and uh, on, uh it was their first number one album on the billboard 200. And the Black album was astonishing. It was it's been certified 16 times platinum by the um the uh by the recording industry. Uh it, it did, like I said, it debuted number one. They get them their last album, Justice for All, beat number six. That's a huge step for metal. Like for met, a metal album to chart that high has been insane. Like back in the day, like, oh my god, yeah, like this new like thing Metallica, it's crazy, they're doing great, like blah blah blah. This is madness to think that the black album came out at number one, a testament of how good Metallica is, how great of a band they are. I, by no stretch of the imagination, am I, I really like Metallica. I really truly, I like, I'm not gonna I lie, I love Metallica. I really do. Metallica to me is one of those bands, one of those few bands in life that you, you have to get into because their music regardless of what you may think of it it's that good it's that amazing it's that astonishing it makes epic they d- broke rules to make themselves a, a household name they chart they made themselves one of the most insane like to think that they would clump themselves in like the, oh oh yeah like a kiss guns and roses metallica they're not even the same like genre in a sense they're heavy metal whereas guns and roses is not like Back. hey bill Guns N' Roses is not like true heavy metal. It's like more like it's more like hard rock, really hard rock. But Metallica's Black Album was a testament of how they made things streamline and chart the Hot One Hundred back in the nineties. Uh, Enter Sandman, The Unforgiven, Nothing Else Matters, Wherever I Roman Said But True all charted back in the nineties and it became their best selling album. Bill, what's your take on Metallica's Metallica?
1: Um. I'm not a huge metal head, but, um,
0: yeah,
1: I really do like enter Sandman. Yeah.
0: I- I'm not either. I gotta tell you that matter. I'm not that,
1: not I'm that a huge
0: because
1: um, a, a reason why I do like, um, a reason why I do like, um, enter Sandman is cause as most of, you know, I am a huge Yankee fan. If you could tell by my bedroom, I got all this stuff here, but because that was the entry song for the greatest closer of all time preach mariano rivera hell yeah and if anyone wants to argue with me on that i'm going to be honest you will lose oh yeah you if you want to argue that mariano rivera is not the greatest closer of all time you will lose but anyway um, Random facts with Bill. Random facts with Bill. So anyway, um, but anyway, I just I love the opening the and then it just go goes... and it just breaks through. It was awesome, dude. <laughs> you know what I think is kind of I think it's kind of creepy, but I think it's kind of cool at the same time. When they what? have the kids voice, now I lay me down to sleep. Now I lay me down to sleep. Pray the Lord my soul to keep. Pray the soul, Lord my soul to keep. Y- you know that part.
0: Yeah, and then and then hush. I kind of
1: find that part a little creepy. I'm sorry. Um That's but um hush, little
0: baby, don't say a word.
1: Are <laughs> oh, you her in night? But um and i one more thing i understand man before i get to one of the other songs i like on this album um, they were playing the soviet union years ago back when it was the soviet union it's now russia oh yep yep but um um what you recall you have these guys in like the mil in like the soviet military uniform and metallica's playing and they're like crowd surfing in their uniforms it is so freaking awesome they're like crowd circuit looked like they had a little too much vodka. But
0: <laughs> Maybe,
1: but yeah, um, Metallica that song is great. Um, I also really like another song from this album, the song Nothing Else Matters. Great track, great, nothing else matters. Yeah, and you know what, like the thing is, it's like it's like what JT said, I'm not really a big metal guy, yeah, I'm not really a big metal guy,
0: so yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm not the biggest metal. I, I Metallica is really the only metal, and Guns Roses to an extent. Like they're the only metal I've gotten into, in a sense.
1: Yeah, but like you know, the metalheads. Yeah, metalheads. I'm going after you again.
0: <laughs>
1: the metalheads don't like Metallica.
0: Yeah, they're like they're like the pure like. <laughs> like a bed and ar- a ferocious dog noise.
1: <laughs> they sound like. Yeah, th- that metal they listen to, it sounds like a basically an angry, it sounds like an angry bulldog, literally. And, it's uh, not music, guys. All right, Slipknot's pretty good, but that's about it. Come at me, bro. Sorry. Um, but anyway, um damn purist. But anyway, um anyways. Um, but no, like Metallica like like I said, not the biggest fan of metal, but I do like Enter Sandman i do like nothing else matters yeah
0: it's definitely definitely up there for me one of the best albums i think it's i think it's their i don't think it's their best album personally i think i think that uh, their album beforehand might be their best album and justice for all i recommend that one personally it's like really long songs like the longest song the album is like 10 minutes but um it's just like long drawn out heavy metal it's really great but at the same time it's like this was like a streamline of like what they were trying to do so i I recommend it though if you have not heard the metallica's black album check it out it's awesome it's awesome it's awesome bill let's talk about another uh, let's talk about your favorite band of the 80s and into the 90s too oh no guns and roses uh
1: i can talk if you want (laughs) oh we'll both talk about this okay listen yeah unpopular opinion oh man I think Guns N' Roses is kind of overrated.
0: It's fine, dude. (laughs) God, I am am getting very cynical today. That's all right, dude. It's fine. Um, Fun fact, Bill. Did you know that I'm seeing Guns N' Roses tomorrow, August 5th? God, you're doing two concerts in a row, huh? Yeah, the reason why we're doing just like you guys, the reason why we're doing our really show early today is because I'm going to see the the Hella mega tour at City Field tonight. So I, I got we got to finish up in the next like 30 minutes or so.
1: <laughs> okay, we'll 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 get this we'll get this done quick and painless.
0: We'll talk about these well this one in the next two we're all set. So fun fact: Guns N' Roses' "Use Your Illusion" one and two was a double two different albums released on the same day. Hey, real quick,
1: where are you going to see Guns N' Roses tomorrow? MetLife Stadium, in New Jersey. Okay, but anyway, um, what was, uh, I, was I saying? I'll tell Axel Rose you said hi. But anyway, no, no, um, yeah, we'll talk about this album.
0: Yeah. So there's two, there's two albums. It's to Use Your Illusion one and two, both came out on the same day in September of 1991, and it's, they both sold like a ton of records, like a lot, a lot, a lot of albums. Um, they they released on the same day uh i thought i love both to be honest like this User illusion one has november rain on it and News
1: i News actually do like november rain i actually do like that song
0: okay good <laughs> um uh, Illusion one has i'm trying to find the track oh yeah cover live and let die is on there uh, don't cry uh dead horse coma those are pretty good tracks i have not. La- fair warning everyone I have not listened to the album in its entirety. I've listened to a lot of it, not all of it, but I have listened to a good portion of them. So don't kill me. Um, but I do, I do love a lot of songs off these albums. Like there's 16 songs. The, there's this whole one album is an hour and 16 minutes long. And let's talk about the other one for a second. User Illusion Two. My dad got into User Illusion Two more uh, because it had just over one. I'm not sure why. He just picked that one um it has civil war it has yesterday yesterday you know that one uh so fine is pretty good strange is pretty good you could be mine don't cry again with alternate locomotive breakdown these are really ferociously great songs in my opinion bill obviously is having his own opinion on this yeah um the only
1: song i really know on this album and um, i want to give an apology to my very very dear friend daniel zuckerman because he's going to hate what I'm about to say. Um, I actually kind of like their cover of Knocking on Heaven's Door.
0: It's a pretty good cover.
1: Yeah, my friend hates that cover.
0: Why, I see a hardcore Bob Dylan fan?
1: <laughs> he's not the biggest fan of Guns N' Roses, and like I said, neither am I, really. As I just said, I think Guns N' Roses is overrated. But, um, yeah, here's... But I, I said I do like from them in general. I do like November Rain. I, I like their cover of "Live and Let Die," "Knocking on Heaven's Door." I also do like Paradise City. Paradise City. Well,
0: it, it's not on this album, but I do like Paradise. I was just
1: talking about it in general. Um, oh, okay. I do like "Welcome to the Jungle." And I'll be honest, I hate Sweet Child of Mine. I know you do. (laughs) I
0: hate that song. But, um... I won't sing it too, so you don't have to get in your head. (laughs) Yeah, unless...
1: This would be the headline. JT sings Sweet Child of Mine, and Bill ended up getting committed! (laughs) Because he wanted to scrab through the computer and strangle JT
0: oh boy all right anyways
1: and then anyway but yeah um i don't really know much about these albums except for the first one for um november rain
0: yeah i mean both i, I like both albums because they just started releasing so much they started writing so much music it's insane so they just started writing a, a ton of music and um you know you know i, I love both i really do i love both album's quite a bit and they both came out in 1991 and they've recorded for a long time like september 17th is when they came out, and it was an insane time to be a rock fan uh let's talk about two more albums everybody good guns and roses use your illusion one or two i recommend you check them out well appetite for destruction is great but these two albums are very good too uh let's see let's talk about bill i'm not sure if you're a big fan of them. i like them quite a bit but the red hot chili peppers uh, I, I like them they're all right okay good <laughs> Cause, I um. What do you call it? I uh, I. This is their best album, Blood Sugar Sex Magic. Um, this album in particular is their best album by far. Uh, it has their earlier hits on it, such as Under the Bridge, Suck My Kiss, Give It Away, Breaking the Girl. Even the title track, Blood Sugar Sex Magic, I think is fantastic. Now, this album, funny thing this was the album that broke them into the mainstream at the same exact time bill i don't know if you knew this under the bridge reached number two on the billboard hot 100 and it remains to this day their only top five hit and they've had plenty of other hits afterwards tons of other hits afterwards they've had uh even hits in the 2010s so far like, they, like they, there's a song that charted in 2016 and 2014 two different tra- tracks that chart of the hot 100 really high like no, no, you may not have heard of them because heard of what the 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 pepper Bre- 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 songs that charted in the 2010s such as um the adventures of rain dance maggie charted in 2014 at like number 35 of the billboard Hot 100 2014. so that just tells you how good they are that they're doing so well and then 2016 was their most recent album which had the most recent hit which is dark necessities which i love um and they that charted at number like 55 or whatever know, billboard hot 100 so it, got, it charted for like five, five weeks but that's insane how a band this old is their first album was 1983. they're still charting today that's astonishing for real like, kudos to the red hot chili peppers i mean that
1: and they all and also that song give it away give it away give it away now give that, it away give it away give it away Now."
0: that song is on this album here blood sugar sex
1: magic i actually have a funny story um back about that song um and i made this joke on my um on back when my podcast was a radio show back when i was in college um it was the super bowl that the seahawks destroyed the broncos and yeah that describe it 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 was a good old-fashioned ass kicking. um but um, the Red Hot Chili Peppers were actually the um, were actually the halftime show. Then with Bruno Mars, yeah, I don't know what the um, what the promoters were smoking either when they when they thought of that idea. But anyway, um, but anyway, I remember making the joke after that Super Bowl because the Red Hot Chili Peppers were there. I feel like I said, guys, I feel like the Broncos just gave it away, gave it away, give it away now, give it away, <laughs> give it away, give it away now.
0: That's funny. That's
1: funny. But anyway, like
0: um Yeah, the red hot chili peppers. A band I really like, by the way. I I, I want to go see them badly. They're that good to me.
1: Good. A lot of bands you want to see. But anyway, um no, I I actually wouldn't mind seeing them either.
0: I heard they're a phenomenal live too, but that's me.
1: Yeah, but uh yeah. Okay. Okay. When I say I'm not a big fan of these bands, it doesn't mean I just dis- necessarily dislike them. I mean, maybe I just don't listen to them that much. But
0: yeah, you're all good.
1: Yeah. But um, yeah, I actually do kind of like the Red Hot Chili Peppers. So
0: yeah, they're, they're, they're I, like I said, they're very fun. They're very good. So
1: give it away now.
0: Yeah, we got one more album. I, I know I did a lot of talking today, but I want Bill to talk about this last one for us. And anyway,s like I said, like I said, check out Blood Sugar Sex Magic from start to finish do not shuffle it do not do anything listen to it from start to finish so you'll have a whole like trip of amazing this, this album is amazing i recommend it seriously can not recommend Okay
1: cuz this was my idea
0: yeah you wanted to talk about Michael Jackson's Dangerous Danger.
1: yeah this is Michael Jackson's Dangerous um once you think about it like i think this was like the last like album that he made that was because the other two were compilations correct were compilation albums but i think there were some some new stuff on there but um yeah, I don't want to say this is like his last official album. This was before all the uh, crap with his life happened. You know, the allegations that were made. Correct. I'm not saying if they're true or false. I'm just stating what happened. Um, but anyway, um, this one is, um, let, let's see what's song Black or White, which I think is absolutely fantastic. You know that song, I Believe It. All right, then go, my baby. It don't matter if you're black or white. Yeah. Excuse me. Um, Will You Be There is very, it's a really nice song. And this is like one of the songs I actually really do tear up during it's called it's called gone too soon Mm -hmm. i don't know if you ever heard the song before
0: i have not now but i i I have not now
1: the song it's actually about um the song is actually about um a kid named ryan white who um was friends with michael jackson and ryan white had um he had aids Oh, I see. He got it from a blood transfusion, and you know there was, if anyone doesn't know the story, go look it up. It's very fascinating. Um, but um, um, Michael Jackson actually wrote because Ryan White sadly passed away the year before this album came out, and this song was actually a tribute to him, and and um you know because he was only 18 so because he was gone too soon and and you know and i remember this was absolutely heartbreaking um listen regardless of how you feel about michael jackson you know when he when michael jackson passed away um at his memorial service usher actually sang that song at his memorial service Hmm. And I remember watching it. Usher was just literally breaking down when he was singing it. Oh wow! And he just was like literally breaking down in the coffin, and just like he couldn't get through the last. He was like just he was like just trying to get through it. He was in the last. He was like gone. I'm not making fun of him, but I'm like he's just like gone too soon. Um, yeah, and you know what the tragic, the sad irony is. Who knew that michael jackson would be writing that about himself
0: at some point yeah
1: but um yeah another one okay okay i know a lot of people are gonna come at me jt do not tell them where i live um i think heal the world is kind of cheesy this'll heal the world make it a better place like good message but just i i think that song is just corny i think it's cheesy it's I kind of feel the same way about we are the world but i think that song is just gotcha and it makes me want to yeah but michael jackson's dangerous like i said the other ones had new ones but i think this was the one that really was like the last official album for michael jackson yeah and yeah those are my thoughts on dangerous i don't know if you have any thoughts on that um
0: i i i have to say i i like michael jackson i think the only really album uh, the only two albums i got into were bad and uh thriller so i couldn't i didn't really get into it like heavily if you know what i mean Mm -hmm. Uh, i like him a lot i really do i think he he was one of the best performers of all time i just don't think that i i I should say i I never got into his later stuff like in the 90s so yeah and this
1: was like kind of the stuff goes Michael Jackson was big in, like, the 80s, of course.
0: Yeah.
1: Well, maybe, like, 60s and 70s if you count of stuff with Jackson 5. But... Yeah, 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 not that. He was big in the 80s. Um, the 90s, like, what we were saying with rock. Yeah. How it was going from, like, heavy metal to... to grunge... Here it was going from like R and B pop to like hip hop. Yeah, in the nineties it was going from like R and B and pop to hip hop.
0: Right, right, right.
1: So that, so that was like the big thing in rock music as it was in pop music.
0: Right. Fun fact though, did you know that co- co- coming for a full circle to close out this episode of Mixed Big, Coming full circle. Did you know that the the album that knocked Michael Jackson's Dangerous off the charts? You know what album was?
1: Which was it? I'm curious.
0: Never Nirvana's Nevermind it knocked it knocked this out of the top spot of the Billboard 200. Wow, that's interesting. And we came full circle. <laughs> How about that? Because we started, we started with Nirvana.
1: Yeah, and you know what? Maybe that that puts, that probably makes Nevermind even more significant. Significant because nirvana because don't forget that was on like their second album yeah a, you know a scrunched up new band relatively new band knocked the king of pop off the number one spot famously insane. not the king of pop off the number
0: one spot is that crazy that's insane my friend so well, um, i guess that's it huh I think that's it, Bill. I think we did. We covered a lot of good stuff today. Good I, uh, stuff. I, I, I am very, I want to thank all of you for, for joining us today. Hopefully you enjoyed this wonderful podcast slash broadcast, this podcast broadcast. Um, thank you so much. My good man, Bill Murphy for joining me today. He uh, always, always time. a pleasure, my friend. Thank you, sir. Um, like I said, we did this earlier today so i could go we so i could still squeeze in mixed bag and go to the show tonight which i'm leaving to in about like literally 10 15 minutes
1: okay <laughs> i gotta go but and uh plus guess what i gotta do right now what do you have to do bill check out the sports insanity podcast we are on all platforms you know the routine by now jt we do check this i promote my podcast it's a beautiful thing
0: check them out they're great i i, I do recommend them quite a bit. They, if, you, if you want to get to know anything sports related by the means they know the stuff
1: and you were listening to us while you were driving through this great land
0: i know and actually i did it was great i was like you know what maybe we should switch up a little bit um <laughs> but seriously yeah
1: was... you're listening to driver music and then you're listening to me scream about things
0: something. and then i listen to mixed bag on top of that which is <laughs> funnier
1: okay so yeah well that's our show
0: this week yeah, thank you guys and we'll be back to, we'll be back next week at a regular time in the evening it should be fine it should be fun it should be amazing it should be awesome we hope to see you guys next time thank you so much for tuning in we'll see you guys later peace take care